Welcome to Sisters Not Saints. But make it spicy. Wait, am I too loud? No, I think you sound good. Okay. I think you sound good. I feel like we didn't do a mic check this time. Uh, I did about 30 seconds ago. Oh, I missed it. Okay. Welcome to Sisters Not Saints, the podcast where we offer real life advice from the sisters you've always wanted. Featuring two real life sisters, Kristen and Megan, and two real life sisters-in-law, Hillary and Zoe. Sisters Not Saints, you might think they're saints, but they, some of them are sisters, two of them have sisters, but there's one thing that's for certain. Hi guys, I'm Megan. I'm, I'm <laughs> confused there. I'm Hillary. I'm Kristen. I'm Zoe. And you'll notice that Zoe is going to have her phone sex voice on tonight. She is entering an illness, recovering from an illness. And Megan right. seems to know that voice very well. Yeah, it's well, it sounds very seductive. All before we started recording all evening, she's I've just been talking like this. She's savoring her voice. Yeah. Oh, well, I was trying to save it, but I, I don't think there's anything left now. Mm. Oh, yeah. Not just savoring. Saving. <laughs> She's savoring her voice. We'll, we'll savor it tonight. We're savoring it. Yeah. And just talking like a lot slower than she normally talks. Slower. I couldn't talk any slower. I know. That's what I'm saying. You're talking way slower than normal. I'm sick. I might have a fever. Mm. Really? No, no. My skin hurts. Your skin hurts? Is that a sign of a fever? Oh, I thought it was. <laughs> Do you have so. a thermometer? Um. Yeah. Should I? Should we real live? Yeah. Live no, test Zoe. No. no. Yeah. Live test. Oh. Okay. Hold let's on. See. It's a. It's a. You just injected Hillary with B twelve. Let's see if. Let's see I'm what's just happening. Tonight, guys. Yeah. Grab me a coffee and a tequila while you're in there. <laughs> let's take everybody's temp. That would be a funny surprise. <laughs> it's like a. Yeah. It's Hillary like, has a hundred and two temperature. <laughs> you know those um on TikTok some of those girls that are like late on their periods they take um pregnancy roulette like tests have you seen those no where they all like the friend group they all take pregnancy tests they don't mark which one is which and then oh my god one of them is pregnant or positive and they have to figure out who it is mm-hmm. I've seen those on TikTok a few times it's That's... a good temperature mm-hmm. you're clean. Is everybody the same so far? You and me were the same. Hillary was lower than us. Mine runs low. Yeah, I do. I usually run low too. All right, I'm back. We're all fever free. <laughs> Hillary's been we'll injected with B12. <laughs> we're I all taking thought, turns being sick. I always sick. thought when your skin hurt, that's when you had a fever. Why does your skin hurt? I mean, I think we need probably need you to just put that. lotion on her. Do you think she's allergic to the no, lotion? No, no. When you're sick and and when your skin hurts. I guess I've never like thought about it like that. To the touch, like that's when you have a fever. Maybe it just means I'm sick, but I don't think I've that's ever happened yeah, to me. No, know. I usually feel hot but cold at the same time, like chills. No, that's it's kind of like the cold feeling, but it's mm. like your skin is so it's like you can't even touch your skin because it's. Ugh. Mm. I've never no, had that. Me either. I don't know what that is. Wow, must be a new. circulation kind of thing. Or all right, well, while we're on the topic of health and wellness. Do we want to talk about the results of our somatic healing challenge? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Megan. What, what are your yeah, results, Megan? I'll share mine. I think mine will be probably the quickest and most concise. Mm-hmm. I did it one day. I cannot believe you only did it one day. Also lied to us several yeah. days. Yeah. yeah. You lied. You. Why are you a liar? Just sometimes you have to. Because you don't want to hear that I'm not doing it. We'd rather know. We know yeah. you're not. If you're not talking about it, you're not doing it. Um. Yeah. 
I'd say that's true. I did that one video. I was so bored that I just had to abandon it. I didn't see how doing hip stretches were going to heal me of any trauma. But how you would you know, know without trying? And you could just do like, what did you do? A 10 minute video? Yeah. So you could have just done like a five minute video or yeah. like one minute of hip stretching every night. It's better than nothing. I don't know. Okay. So are y'all, are y'all telling me that your trauma is healed? Well, I think we just have to take turns. Okay. Who's up next? I told you. I want Hillary or Zoe to go first because I want to hear someone else's perspective. Okay, I'll go next. I did not do it every day, which is not like me. Usually if I have some sort of challenge, I really stick to it. But it was just a crazy month and I forgot some days. I was also training for a bunch of races. And so I would run 14 miles and then forget to do my (laughs) stretches. Um, Also, I ran several races. That that was my problem too. I was running so many races and some days I'm running 14 miles. I just couldn't fit any hip stretches in. Exactly. I knew that was you. (laughs) But no, so when I was running and I was out of town, I just kind of fell off the wagon and forgot. But I've gotten back to it this week, even Mm. though we're past the 30 days and I'm really enjoying it. I don't know if it healed me mm-hmm. in any way, but it did feel really good. And I liked the consistency of doing a workout even, I mean, I was working out anyways, but having like, I used to do a lot of yoga and I haven't in a while. So bringing that back into my life felt really good. And I will say there were some times that I had a trigger that would often trigger a panic attack and it did not during this month. I got anxious, but it wasn't as bad as it typically is. So that's something. And I'll keep doing it now and see kind of what happens. That's so interesting because that's really similar, I would say, to my experience. I did not do it every day. I would say I did it about, if we are basing it on 30 days, 23 days total, something like that. I didn't necessarily, like, I don't feel like my trauma has been healed by any stretch of the imagination but things that normally trigger me throughout the month in terms of like panic and anxiety did not i was able to sort of like step out of that and sort of slow time down in those moments a little bit and the other thing i noticed was i slept really really well Mm. after doing the stretches and i did them before bed every night and i slept so much better on the nights i did it i felt like i was able to just get into like a deeper sleep and a better rhythm and I was just more comfortable in bed. And so I had really good sleep, which also helped. You know, now that you say that, I actually have slept really well this past month as Isn't well. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Zoe? I have basically the same experience. <clears throat> I probably missed two days a week just because I would forget and I would do it at night. Um, but what it did make me do is realize that if I could do a 10-minute hip opener, that I could work out mm-hmm. so i'm going to show you my calendar mm. of all the times i worked out in the last four weeks wow, wow. like worked out more than just the hip stretches uh-huh. yeah none of these were hip stretches oh no. what kind of workouts have you been doing some of them were just five minutes mm. that's good though but as long as it was something so i could get my little check your blue check on that just things online or like all on peloton so sometimes it was a, a ride sometimes it was a 20 minute like weightlifting. sometimes oh. if i just wanted to check it would be like the five minute like stretch or time stretch yeah. or something i wish you had texted me because that would have motivated me to do it too we can i'm okay let's, let's do, do a it. challenge this month yeah. or we get back on peloton back to better okay mm-hmm. yeah me too it's nice that it, you don't have to ride the bike yeah you literally i love their class that was kind of what i thought was like okay if i have five minutes i can just do this yeah. little five minute arms workout mm-hmm. And like, 
if I have five minutes, then tomorrow okay, I'll have 10 minutes. It just like eased yeah. me into working out a lot. Yeah. Easier. Once you're on the floor doing stuff, it's so easy to just yeah. stay on the floor and do other or things. Or just doing anything. Because that was one, when I was in a really good groove with Peloton, that was always my thing. Is once I started. Yeah. And I was always just like, okay, I'm going to do a 20 minute ride and be done. But then you're in it and you're like, okay, I can I'll go do ahead and do a 20, 20 minute class. Yeah. Or, yeah. It is. Yeah. Once you fall off the wagon, it's hard to get back in. And I will say, too, I noticed how much tension and stress you carry in your hips. I hadn't noticed that before, but they do get really tight because you spend so much time sitting and I don't know, just not being flexible in that area. So opening it up was really, I don't know what the word is, like just freeing, I guess. Yeah. Ah, I just feel Feels loose good. all the time. Loose you, as a goose. <laughs> I don't think you're as loose as you think. I am because I don't really have traditional anxiety. So I don't like that isn't something that I deal with day to day. But just even physically, like it did help. It helps to just feel more like loose and it kind of built strength in that area, I think. Cool. And it was really lucky that you had given me the dumbbells. Have you been using them? Yeah. Good. I use them like every day now. So would you say that was uh, some lucky girl syndrome? Definitely. Yeah. Anybody else? So I'm sure everybody in the universe at this point has heard of lucky girl syndrome. Did you say you're not sure if everybody has? No, I said I'm sure everybody <coughs> has. Oh, right? yeah. I mean, no, I told to. my friends and they were like, what are you talking about? Really? I, I do. Actually. Lucky girl. I had one friend today that I told about that she hadn't mm-hmm. heard of it. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Not so everybody's we... as like young and hip as we are. You that know? is true. I mean, yeah. Um, so how would you explain lucky girl syndrome? Because the way that I kind of think about it is just the power of positive thinking, which is something mm-hmm. that I have believed in for a while. I think it's Gen Z's. It's the their version of the, the secret. secret or manifesting. Or, um, you know, it's all and the secret is power of positive thinking. Yeah. But there's another way to say it. It's like. um Positive affirmation. <clears throat> manifesting yeah i don't know i can't think straight but you get what i'm saying yeah but um yeah it's like you just say that you're a lucky girl and things are going to work out for you and you just believe that good things are coming your way and it's all just going to work out swimmingly and then it does so do you guys feel like lucky girls i sometimes do and i think the last couple weeks because we've been talking about this off podcast I've been saying it to myself all the time. And I do think it makes a difference, which I think, okay, if you believe something the power of positive thinking, I think is real. But also I think a big part of it is that you are focusing on the positive. Mm-hmm. And so there's always kind of a way to spin something into a positive, even if it's not really. And if that's where your focus is, it's always going to feel that way, even when something negative happens like this cold i have mm-hmm. is positive it's the first time i've gotten sick since covid started mm-hmm. and so it's like okay well i was due for a cold it's fine and you stayed home from work today yeah yeah and actually really lucky girl a friend called me with like a really hard conversation and if i was at work i wouldn't have been able to pick up the phone and talk to her for an hour so that's oh, true what a lucky girl i am yeah mm-hmm. and my car died today and I, I was talking to Zoe and I was like oh unlucky girl and I was like oh wait no lucky girl because maybe now I'll get the car I really want <laughs> so it's just always you just like spin it in well, a way and lucky girl because your car died you got to spend more time with your husband how's that driving over here oh okay <laughs> sure just, just a nice way to spin it do you think your car is dead dead no but i'm thinking it's on its way out i'm thinking it may be an issue that is too expensive to repair for my very old car time for it to be an angel yeah 
which I'd be thrilled about. Honestly, <laughs> it's kind of a pain in the moment, but overall, it'd be lucky girl. Yeah, definitely. And I don't think that like manifesting or lucky girl, I don't think that you can be like, I want to be a doctor. I'm lucky. I'm right. going to be a doctor tomorrow or like I'm going to whatever. Mm-hmm. It doesn't it's not like wish fulfillment. Yeah. It's just like positive things happening. Yeah. Mine in your was life. wish fulfillment because I said <laughs> I need a computer. Oh, and that's someone true. said I have a brand new unopened computer that I don't want. Yeah. Well, you are the ultimate lucky girl. I know. But who knew until I started saying it? Yeah. But I think we've all known it for a while. Well, I guess. And I mean, more unrealistically, you couldn't just say like tomorrow I'm going to be a plastic surgeon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know. But that yeah. was a real. Um, what did you call it? Wish. Right. Wish fulfillment. Mm-hmm. Um, some other things I was looking about was getting into a restaurant that was full mm-hmm. and also having a spa day going to the hotel and my friend was like oh see if like you know we can get into our room early like put your number down and I was like no this is like a nice hotel that would never happen and it's like 10 a.m and the room was ready right then so. wow I really do have lucky girl syndrome when it comes to squeezing into restaurants last minute anytime that we're out and about and we don't have a reservation somewhere that you need a reservation everyone's always like okay Megan go in and just sweet talk them and I do and it 90% of the time it works. Yeah, you just have to believe it'll work. Another thing I'm very lucky about is parking lot karma. Mm. I have great parking lot luck all the time. Okay, can I I I can I disagree with all of this? Well, yeah, but can I say one more lucky thing that happened to me this week? Yeah. And it's it's really stupid, but I'm really excited about it. Yeah. Okay, so we all know that I tend to buy things without overly thinking about it. I don't really deprive myself, I guess is the way to put it. But sometimes I really do have a hard time pulling the trigger on something. Mm-hmm. And one of those things for me for like the last six months has been a toaster. I've really wanted a toaster. I've really needed a toaster. And I know everyone right now is thinking you can get a toaster for like 15 bucks. But the one I wanted was $40. And I just for some reason couldn't commit to buying one for $40. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. But that toaster oven went on sale this week for $28. And so you I got it. it. Yeah. Nice. I know. So I'm so excited. <clears throat> I had several lucky girl things happening on our recent trip to Disney World. Mm. Disney really, luck is the best. Disney luck is the best. Mm. And the, every time we'd go to do something, someone would be like, it's too full. We don't have time. And I would say, no, lucky girl syndrome. It's going to work out. <laughs> lucky girl. And every single time we got on the ride we wanted, we got into the restaurant oh, we the wanted. Best. And then we... <clears throat> Our last day was very unplanned, which isn't like us, but it was like a hotel day and everything we did. It was like, I don't know if we're going to be able to get into this hotel or this restaurant or this. And like every single step we took just Just like worked out. out. Yeah. And we went to this coffee shop and my kids really wanted two treats. And we were like, no, you're only getting one, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then they ended up they brought over their second choice for free. Mm. I really wanted the specialty coffee. And I was like, no, I'm just going to get black coffee. I don't need that special. It's like twice as expensive. And they brought me the second one for free. And it was just like everything we tried to do just like worked out so like swimmingly. And the whole time I was saying, lucky girl. You know, I typically believe every new age spirituality, as you would say, woo woo thing that comes out. Yeah. I cannot get behind lucky girl syndrome. And there's many reasons why. Okay. Um, Land on us. I feel like lucky girl syndrome is Christianity repackaged. 
If you think about Christianity as acts of faith, like the more faith I have in this thing that I can't prove, but I'm just going to keep saying the things and I'm going to keep putting myself in the mindset, then I'm going to be blessed enough to attract this great life. And I'm going to manifest all of these things for myself based on my acts of faith and spirituality. And I'm going to go to this like my heaven's going to be greater than your heaven because I'm manifesting it for myself. And I'm going to have 10 virgins that I'm married to in heaven, like it can just go so far down that road. And there's no science or anything to back it up. But most of the things you believe in, there isn't much science to back it up. Yeah, I know. But I just really have a problem with this. Because I feel like it is almost like toxic positivity repackaged, where it makes people that are not on the receiving end of it, because a lot of what it is, is like content creators on TikTok that are beautiful, and they're getting free samples of skincare things from companies because they have a following and they're beautiful and they're going to sell it. And so they're like, oh, lucky girl syndrome. I got these free samples from, you know, whatever. And of course, they're going to sell them because they have a following. But it makes people that are not like as maybe privileged or have the same access or the same looks or the same opportunities like start to blame themselves for why these things aren't happening to them. And so I just feel like the flip side like is almost like toxic positivity. I don't know, gone too far. I think it's more about gratitude Mm -hmm. because nothing, it's not about like praying and you'll get something. It's about like, oh, something so minute happened. I'm going to appreciate this. I'm going to take gratitude in this. in, In me having a cold right now, I have gratitude. For the last three years that I haven't had a cold. Yeah. And I feel really lucky. <laughs> well, that's good. But um, the creator of this, Laura Galibe, is a 22-year-old creator who talks about her charmed life. And she says that you have to be delusional. And she actually puts it out there. Like, just try to be as delusional as possible and believe that the things you want can come to you. And then come back and tell me if it didn't change your life. So I agree with that. I think that's true. How, though? Because how else are we supposed to have a happy life if we're sitting around moping all day? It's gonna, your bad things are gonna come to you. Mm. I don't think so, though, because I don't think it's moping. Like, I think there's something in between. If you're happy for everything that comes your way and you have gratitude for it. But that's the thing. I think gratitude and just like saying, I'm awesome and all of this. But like, I, I think, think there's two different things. But I think also saying I'm lucky is different than saying I'm awesome. Yeah. And I think, um, I, I think because if you're saying, Oh, well, it's easier for people of privilege. But I think anybody can practice these things. Even someone who's down on their luck has good things that happen to them and even can see the positivity in the negative. Yeah, I think Mm -hmm. you should always find the silver lining. Yeah, but I just don't know that like telling people to go out there and say, I'm going to manifest because it's really there were four different versions of this throughout the last hundred years. Like boomers had like the law of manifestation. Mm -hmm. Then it went to the secret. Then it went to vision boards and now this. So it's just mm-hmm. like lazy repackaging of the same kind of like thing that comes around every 10, 15 years. But isn't know? everything? I think all those things are true, though. And they can all work. Like yeah. they're all the power of just positive thinking. Mm-hmm. And kind of like what Zoe was saying with gratitude, because I have been for a couple of weeks constantly being like, lucky girl, lucky girl. I'm a mm-hmm. lucky girl, which is just like a silly reminder to yeah. like feel lucky. Today, when my car broke down, I had to go home and I was in the middle of so many. There were so many things that happened to me today that were very stressful that I feel like I could have very easily just been like really pissed off with my day. But then the Mm -hmm. thing happened with my car and I was like, no, I'm going to get a minivan. Mm -hmm. And then I had to go home because I had to get Peter's car. And it really just like 
kind of ruined the errands I was on. But then I got home and realized I left a big stack of library books that were overdue that was on my list. And I was like, lucky girl, now I already have these books and I can check them off my list and bring them to the library because I forgot them here. I needed to come home. And I think because I kept thinking that and if I hadn't had that in my mind, I just would have been like really annoyed all day. Yeah, let it ruin your day. But it made me kind of like twist things in a positive way. Well, I think that's okay. Like, like But I guess to Kristen's point, To Kristen's point, though, so say your car broke down and you have no way to buy another car. Mm -hmm. It is privilege to say, oh, my car broke down. I'm going to get a new car. A lot of people don't have that advantage. But yeah, I think even just in, you know, smaller things, it's there's always a way to look at the positive in a situation Mm -hmm. and be positive. And it's also one of those things like I tell people this all the time. Fake it till you make it. It's you're not going to be happy every day, but. If you spend all day dwelling on that, you're going to stay miserable. But just like fake being happy and one day you'll find out you're just happy. Yeah. And I see, I think that we're confusing two different concepts because what they're preaching on TikTok is not what you guys are preaching, which I, yeah. I agree with what you guys are saying that like we should be grateful. Like making a gratitude journal is super helpful. Looking for the silver linings. Love it. Like always focus on the positive and put yourself in a positive mindset and you'll be more open to receiving things. But like the ones on TikTok that are saying, I'm going to manifest this career and this husband and all of these things, like those things may not be meant for you. Like that's, I don't know. I just feel like that's dangerous thinking for young 20 year olds. But you're definitely not going to have a career or a husband if you're not saying those things out loud and working towards them. I don't know. Look at me and Zoe, careerless and husbandless. I don't know. And like, if we started telling everybody that we were, we're going to have husbands. a husband, mm-hmm. then we would get on apps. Our friends would start setting us up. Like mm-hmm. lots of, you know, right. other people would bring would these get situations involved. to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like your laptop. Lucky girls. But is that luck or is that seeking? Is that making it happen for well, yourself? That's I guess different. And that's hard for me to say because I do believe in the power of positive thinking. Like 100%. If I had to, if I had to declare a religion, that would what I would put down. Yeah, I don't really care about the package. I'm just using it as gratitude, and it's a lot easier to remember. Lucky girl. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, lucky girl. It's like fun. You know, I screamed mm-hmm. it in the restaurant. Oh, I'm a lucky girl. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, all over gratitude. Disney. I kept saying it. Lucky yeah. girl. You know, the Idaho murder case that's all over the news? Well, yeah, but I feel like it's really died down. It's back because they've unsealed some documents recently mm. about things that they have found in the home of his parents where he was arrested. Brian Cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Coburger. Yeah. Okay. I, just I call like him Cheeseburger. Yeah, that's well easy to remember. That's the only way I can remember it. Um, well, anyway, so they were talking about some of the things they found in his house. And one of the things that is speculated to be found on his computer is that he was a member of this group online that was analyzing the actual murders which is not uncommon for like right murderers you know typically they like to like get satisfaction follow up on it yeah mm-hmm. like they follow their own crimes and post and message boards but there's a lot of evidence that he was doing that about this crime and he knew stuff before the police knew stuff and i was just thinking like he's such a like criminal science nerd almost you know cuz he's getting his phd in criminal science like is that alone Like, is that hobby alone a red flag? And then it just made me start thinking, like, what hobbies are red flags? Like, are there actual hobbies out there that you would maybe be dating a guy or be interested in someone or even a friend? And you're Mm -hmm. like, 
wow, that hobby in and of itself is a red flag. Animal dissection, but I've done it. So maybe I'm the red flag. Mm. Like you did it as a hobby? Well, like I wanted a cow skull in the house. And so I had to take a dead cow's head and put it outside and let the ants eat all the meat Mm. off of it and leave it out there and let the where'd you get the cow's head though i was living on a farm and okay and it just a cow happened to die so i said i wanted ted oh Oh my god yeah red flag zoe yeah we can't be friends don't put that on your dating profile i had some of the bones it was like an anthropology to like have big cow bones and you spray paint them gold and so i had i've got some bones yeah those are in what about taxidermy Mm. red flag I was going to say taxidermy, but I would be into like the cute little animals they make and they make little tea parties and stuff. Oh, yeah. I could see so, you being into that. Like the little squirrels that like are toasting each other yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. The only ones I can think of are just judgmental and rude of me. Video and games. No, I don't see that as a red flag because that's what my husband does. Yeah, it can be a red flag. <laughs> but competitive <laughs> gaming where you're doing nothing else. I think that's any hobby flag. where you're doing nothing else yeah, is a red right. flag. I just mean a hobby in general. All right. Well, but be judgmental. You're in a safe space. Yeah. Um, Nobody else is listening but us. Hunting and fishing. Mm-hmm. And I don't like actually think that's red flags. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad hunts and fishes. A lot of men do. But because of where I grew up and the guys that I couldn't stand the least that's what all their hobbies are yeah that's like i wouldn't if i was dating right now and that was their hobbies i'd be like "Eh." no yeah pass but i get it i totally understand fishing i don't i mean i I do too that's what i'm saying i don't really think it's a red flag but just that's just where my mind went first it's like you have an association with that yes right exactly Mm -hmm. okay so i have several Say you're going on a date with somebody, because this is what I naturally think of. If someone told me this, I'd be like, ooh, and it sounds weird. But say you're on a date with someone, and you're like, oh, what are your hobbies? And he says, like, stamp collecting. <laughs> I think I'd be into that. Like, that I wouldn't just, bother me like, at all. I, like, I don't want to hear any other thing you say. That just sounds so boring. <laughs> anything that someone's really interested in, like, they're into this hobby, like, that makes it interesting because they know so much about it. And you're yeah. like, oh, tell me all about it. Like, I'm so you want to hear about collectors. stamp collecting. I, we, because we've never heard about it. I'm sure there's th- things that are fascinating about it that we don't know because mm-hmm. all we hear is stamp collecting. No, there's nothing fascinating no, about it. No, I think it's stamp not, like the idea of going out and collecting something and being so invested in something that you look for it everywhere you go you collect little pigs with closed eyes like antique yeah. pigs although it's not her hobby <laughs> i think right i'm not think that's i'm not like going out on a sat like every saturday looking for pigs yeah i mean i've got three yes, you are <laughs> when the opportunity presents itself <laughs> <sighs> but and like coin collecting i don't it's just too boring but i think that's because we don't know anything about those and we don't know anybody who collects them but do you want to know about it I do. I I would say no, except for anytime you learn something that someone else is really into, you're like, oh, that is really cool. Yeah. Like, we just don't know. Or I think if you were just really into the person and you liked them, you would, like, be excited to hear about what they're excited about. Mm -hmm. And, like, it's, like, who doesn't love a scavenger hunt at, like, a flea market? It's really fun. Like, okay, now I get to go look for coins for something. I don't want to, like, look for, I don't want to collect anything myself, but now I can find something for someone else. And I love old stuff. So it's, like, another opportunity to look for cool old stuff boring i love it I love you're the red flag yeah with no she, hobbies that's true okay. she has no interests no passions the woman who let ants eat a cow head that's how you do it that's how you <laughs> clean it off you know what another one would be for me is practical jokes that are meant to humiliate someone like those guys that are always like jackass setting, yeah like well like jackass or now you see on tiktok all those guys that are set up on the corner like asking questions 
like of people that walk by not the ones that get permission and are like hey can i ask you a few questions for tiktok oh like the grocery store ones but like the ones that are meant to humiliate people Where they put like a bucket on and then the yeah two people have like it's on or they will ask questions they'll ask questions that sound sincere but it's meant to expose someone's like body in a way that makes them uncomfortable or like it's like mocking their body shape but they don't realize they're mocking their own you know what i'm saying like i've never seen this on yeah i don't know what you're talking about okay i'll find a good one but it's like men that are trying to embarrass or belittle women by asking questions about like how hot would you rank yourself and then they'll say like oh i don't know like a six or a seven and then they'll show it to a guy walking down the street and the guy's like she's a two and then they laugh like i've watched those and they seem kind of harmless to me (laughs) i see the ones i've seen have been like because okay what they're doing is they're showing a they ask, yeah, how, how what do you rate yourself? Mm-hmm. And then they show you a picture of someone else. And then they go to that person. Mm-hmm. And most, I mean, no one's giving themselves a 10. Yeah. And no one's giving anybody else like a really low number. They're just kind of throwing out a number. Mm-hmm. But is that a hobby? Yeah, I don't know if that's a hobby or just douchey guys. Well, just guys that act like that, that are always looking for things. That was just one example I yeah. could think of. Like those guys that are always looking for ways to like humiliate their friends and like, make them feel small i just i don't know i don't know if that's a hobby <laughs> just my red flags what's your hobby i like to humiliate my friends <laughs> there are those like joker guys yeah there are those like practical jokers but do y'all have hobbies i'm okay i know zoe has like a hundred hobbies changes changes. By the day. yeah every month she has yeah. a new hobby but do y'all have hobbies that's a good question let me think mine are writing and reading and researching things and music like listening to it, analyzing it, talking about it. I'm a huge comedy fan. What else? Hobby. Okay. (laughs) Shopping. Yeah, that's, I don't know. And I guess maybe this is a flaw of mine. I don't know that I have a hobby. Planning Disney trips. Yeah. Like those hobbies now is like watching TV because that can take up so much of our time. You don't watch all this. You mean, we just talked about a show you watched. But I don't watch TV like the way y'all watch TV. You've watched every show that we've watched. No, no that's my complaint. I'm always complaining. I don't yeah. know when y'all are watching these she shows. She watches less than us. Yeah. I watched that Murdaugh trial. That was only three episodes. I was able to do that. Easy peasy. I don't. So I don't watch a lot of television. I, I, I was going to say I can't read, but then I was like, I don't want people to think I can't read. <laughs> I can read, but it's just hard. <laughs> not hard for me uh, i have adhd so it's just hard in that manner but i do know how to read um i promise this sounds really like i'm trying to cover up something <laughs> yeah, now does. but i promise i can All right, read. give megan something to read <laughs> um hobby yeah i guess i don't know that i have like a hobby something i do for fun yeah, I'll tie it work. You're a you Disney a adult. Of days off. No, you can't say that either. Yeah, you're no, you adult. are. Yeah. No, I'm not one of those weird ones. No, but you're still a Disney adult. That's your hobby. That's a big red flag for some people. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I could. I not could for see us. That. It's <laughs> a big green flag for us. <laughs> yeah, I like. I do like planning and organizing, and I like planning for other people. Like, if someone that was going to go to Disney that's not into Disney, I would be so into like planning their entire journey. What do you think about professional bodybuilders? Like those guys that don't even eat real diets. They eat like <laughs> such crazy. Like 28 eggs so, a day. Yeah, yeah like, that would yeah. be a red flag for me. It would be a red flag for me just because it's so obsessive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Too I intense. get like I get people who do it for 
a specific competition. Like I follow this one woman who is probably almost 60. And in her 50s, she was like, I want to get in really good shape. I'm going to get in great shape and I'm going to do a fitness competition. And she did it and she hasn't continued to do it. It was just kind of like a like a, a, goal. a yeah, a goal to check off. Um, so I get that. But people who do it over and over and over, it's just weird. And also not good looking. Yeah. I think anything that was like too obsessive. Yeah. That would be a red flag. Yeah. Like didn't allow them to have a real life. Right. If your whole life is your mm-hmm. hobby. Yeah. Yeah. Is there any hobby that you could be super obsessive and it'd be okay? No. Yeah. I guess you can't be like, what about gardening? I feel like that's a pretty safe one because you're but growing any, something. And but if you're, you're too obsessed, obsessed with, with is not mm-hmm. dead. Yeah. Because then you're like, oh, I can't go out. I have right. to take care of my garden. I can't go anywhere this weekend. Yeah. I have to water my garden. Hey, I have started a garden. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's a new hobby, hobby for you. Yeah, there you hobby go. Hobby for me. Um, so done. I'm not totally messed up. It doesn't even require reading. I mean, I think there's so many people that it's a challenge to list hobbies. For myself, I mm-hmm. think it is. Yeah. Like, I enjoy, like, working out, but I don't want to say that's my hobby. <laughs> yeah. I don't feel like it's a hobby. I like to read, but I sometimes am really bad about it, so I don't feel like it's a hobby I'm great at sticking with. I don't know. I would say it's, running is a hobby of yours. You enjoy it. You do it regularly. Yeah. You're not obsessed with it. Yeah. Yeah, it's just what's taking your time. Yeah. Like, when you have free time to devote to yourself, what do you do? Or what would you want to do? Yeah. Yeah. It's not really that I want to run. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I don't like saying it's my hobby. Mm. So what do you do that you just do for enjoyment? I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's hard. Right? It is. Podcasting. That's a, it's hard. Yeah, podcasting. <laughs> yeah. That's true. That's probably a red flag for a lot of people. Yeah, it probably that is. is. Yeah. yeah. I do that's enjoy gardening, but that's more, it's seasonal. You know, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't garden year round and I'm not good at it. Yeah. Even though I do it. Me either. I mean, you we'll know, see. like I like, like I said, I like to read. I don't know. You're crafty. Like, You're always doing little like projects and crafts and stuff. Yeah. I guess I just feel like I'm not good at sticking. Like, I don't have a hobby I do regularly. Right, it, like, like comes in phases. Yeah, yeah but you don't... Am I, none of my hobbies I do regularly. That's true. Yeah, you're always yeah. changing your hobby. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, but I get what you're saying. Because it's not like, okay, every night at 7 p.m., I turn my phone off and I knit for an hour. You right. Know, nothing like that. Mm-hmm. But I think hobbies look different today than they did maybe like when we were growing up. And our moms right. were sitting at the TV knitting and crocheting and sewing. I don't know. I just think the world is different. So maybe our hobbies are a little different. Um, pickleball. I wouldn't be into someone who's into pickleball. Oh, I love pickleball. Yeah, it's supposed to be so fun. It's too trendy. Yeah, but that's uh, someone who's sporty is like, oh, a new thing. I want to go try it. I've done it a couple times. I like it. How is it different than tennis or racquetball? It's much closer than tennis. And racquetball is really hard at a wall. This is just like a light, easy thing. You go back and forth. You just have a nice little time. And it's... Mm -hmm. It's like bat. We love badminton and croquet. Like it's similar. This is a reference that nobody here is going to get because nobody here watches Vanderpump Rules. But I do feel like every other podcast out there is talking about the scandal. So we should talk about the scandal. Tom, both of the Toms on Vanderpump Rules are very into pickleball. But everybody's very into pickleball. I know. I just wanted to talk about the scandal. (laughs) (laughs) I've never played pickleball, but I really want to just because everybody says how fun it is. Well, I think it's time we move on and help some people this week, eh? Our actual favorite hobby. Yes. <laughs> giving people our advice. Yes, definitely. <laughs> Unsolicited or otherwise. All right. Um, okay. Question numero uno. 
My husband wrote a novel and it's 97 chapters long. Well, holy hell. I've tried to read it a bunch of times, but I can't stand his writing style. I know I need to try to find something good to say, and I need advice fast because he's already working on a sequel. Do I need to read it? What can I say to him? Well, I mean, sounds like your husband has a great hobby. And a great work ethic if he's written this book and he's already writing the sequel without your input. Green flag. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think you have to love his writing style. I don't think you have to love what he writes about. But I think you have to show an interest. Does she have to yeah. read all 97 yeah. chapters? She I think yeah. if you love him, you would want But to. she says she's tried. No, she's got to try harder. She's got to sit down and make it her hobby to read her husband's book. Yeah. Just read like Zoe's little five minute workout a day. She yeah. reads a chapter a day. 97 chapters. She's going to die before she gets to no. the end. No. You have Maybe to Maybe it'll get good once she gets into it. It'd be mean. And it's a part of him. Like your writing style is such a part of you that it's almost like you're putting yourself in the book. And I could see where he would eventually have his feelings hurt if you don't read it. Yeah. Okay. But look at me, someone with ADHD. Someone comes to me and they're like, Megan, read my book. It's 97 chapters long and I'm working on a sequel. So get to it. Well, I I can relate to this 100% because I grew up doing this and no one wanted to read anything I wrote or any of my book suggestions. And it was hurtful. And even if you have ADHD, you can still read a chapter a day. You know what she should do? Plop it into that machine that reads to you and listen to it. Like mm-hmm. she should get over it, put on the audiobook version and just listen. Who cares? It's your husband and you can be nice. Yeah. If there's an audiobook option, there's an app that. that will read things to you. Okay. Try that. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, that's, that's maybe he'll introduce you to something you didn't know you loved. His writing? Yeah, like, or whatever topic it is. I don't know what genre the book is, but maybe, you know, you'll learn something or you'll take something from it. Something good will come of it. What if it's terrible? Right. Then it doesn't matter. She, her opinion doesn't matter about the book. But no, but you don't think so. He doesn't want her opinion. That's why he wants her to read it. It, But other people can give that opinion. And like him trying to sell the book, editors would give their opinion. She can just say, oh, honey, it's great. Good job. You wrote Lie. a book. Like a liar? Just be supportive. You don't have think, to be his editor. I think you can be supportive and still offer some criticism if needed. Wow, you but wrote a already, lot of pages. <laughs> yeah, she already knows she doesn't like his writing style. So she's not going to like it, but she just needs to do it. Yeah, constructive feedback is okay. I think, what is the saying? Um, hold on, let me think about this. The truth without tact is just cruelty. Is that how it goes? Like the, Mm -hmm. you can say the truth, but if you don't say it tactfully, it's just cruel. So I think if you can say the truth delicately and in a way that he'll hear and would be helpful and constructive, then do that. But if you can't, if you have nothing nice to say, then don't say anything. Do you want to know what another wise man said once? Mm -hmm. A reference that I think only James, your husband, is going to get. Truth and time tells all. Exactly. Just let the husband... It's great, honey. Let her support. And dear God, please let this not be one of our close friends who wrote this question in and this 97 chapter book comes my way one day. I'll read it. Send it to me. I would love to read someone's 97 chapter book. My DMs are not open for that. (laughs) (laughs) I hope that's the next question is I sent in a chapter to my book. Please give me criticism on it. Well, luckily, you've got four uh, sisters here. So there's always going to be someone up to tackle your weird thing that you need us to do. All right. You want me to read one? Sure. 
I just found out through a mutual acquaintance that my boyfriend of a year was physically violent with one of his exes. They had many fights and he told them, his friends, that he used to have anger issues and that he had slapped his ex and also hit her many times. But he said that he was in a dark place at the time and that with therapy he has changed. I've truly never seen this side of him, but now I'm scared and wonder if a man is truly capable of change. Is this a deal breaker? So would you guys be freaked out if you were dating someone for a year? You'd never had this conversation with him. You'd never seen any signs of violence. But his friends like opened up to you and said that he had been abusive with an ex-girlfriend? I think I would be concerned and I would take it as a yellow flag. Mm-hmm. I would want to be paying attention. But I think people are capable of change. And those people who are abusive are not you know, I have empathy for everyone. Like they didn't grow up wanting to be abusive. They have a lot of like anger and that was their way to take it out. And if he honestly did get therapy, he learned how to manage his anger, which is what like anger management is like learning how to take your emotion, you know, yeah, to and something if, else. So yes, the fact that he got help mm-hmm. and is open and honest about it is good. You know, everybody has issues I, yeah, and if people be- are accountable and getting help, that's a big deal. I wish he had told her. That's the one thing. Because I do think you're right. I think people can change. And just because you were one way in one relationship doesn't mean you're the same person in the next relationship. But I do wish he'd been open with her. And especially if his friends were going to tell her. Yeah, that's the... Oh, is that how she found out? That's the red flag for me is that the friends told her, Mm -hmm. not him. Because it's almost like a... By the way. Mm -hmm. And I do believe... I do believe people are capable of changing. And yeah, if you if you've never seen this side of him and you've been with him for a year and you just found this out, hey, I would want to know, hey, why didn't you tell me this? If you've gone to therapy, you've done the work, you're not ashamed of it. You know, you've come out of this. You're a better person. But then also, yeah, like Hillary said, I would have my ears up. And the second that I saw anything, then it would be done. Yeah, I would definitely have the convo with him, though, like Mm -hmm. not a confrontational conversation, not an angry conversation. But yeah, the second you do see anything, you have to, as long as you're okay knowing the second you do see a red flag, you're gone. How long does that limbo period, though? The limbo, that's what I'm saying. There's no limbo period. They're married seven years later. The second second someone is abusive, you're done, Mm -hmm. is how I roll. But I don't know. I guess everybody has their own comfort level with that. but, But knowing he has this history... And that it has escalated. Yeah. A conversation is definitely important. Yeah. Maybe he's really young and is embarrassed or ashamed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, letting him know that it's important that he's open and honest about it. Mm-hmm. And maybe continuing to have therapy if he's yeah. not still in it. Just to kind of like if you are an addict mm-hmm. and you kind of stay continuing getting help so that you can stay clean. Yeah. I imagine that would be something similar if you were prone to being abusive. Yeah, and I guess if if someone is going to be physically abusive, I don't know if it it just happens overnight or if there would be a buildup if all of a sudden the the verbal fights get more aggressive. You know, if all of a sudden he's cursing at you and calling you names and it's just escalating in that way, at that point you stop it and say, hey, we're going down a path here. And before it gets to the point of no return, let's get back in some anger management. Let's do some work on ourselves. Mm-hmm. And as long as he's always willing to do the work, then... Then good on him. Yeah. yeah. Keep moving forward. But be careful. All right. Third and final question. Hi, sisters. I need help. I'm in my last semester of college and unfortunately failing a class I am required to take but totally hate. 
I've tried tutoring, but just can't grasp the concepts. It's not a class that's necessary for my specific job, but is required to graduate. Let me cut to the chase. I have an online final exam at the end of the semester, and if I fail the exam, I will fail the class. I can cheat without anyone knowing. Can I do so and pass the class and finish college without guilt? Yes. Yeah, Yeah, of course. College is not important. No. It's like high school. Just... Get, through get your degree so you can get a job. Yeah. yeah. Especially if it's on. not something that matters right. towards your degree. Who yeah. cares? Right. right. Like, Unless well, you're like having to write a paper and you're cheating in that way where you will get caught. Right. Like, but like you can't plagiarize. That would be like so a obvious. Multi, multiple yeah. choice question. Just cheat. Yeah. Right. If you're telling me that no one's going to find out and this class is not, you're not, it's like your last class to become a doctor and you're learning how to open up a brain or right. something yeah, yeah then go for it yeah. don't cheat on those exams please <laughs> like to teach elementary school i had to take like biology mm-hmm. and chemistry and geology and Stupid. It, it was so much that like i didn't yeah. need to yeah i'm not gonna say learn. anyone's names but i know that during covid especially college kids had a way of cheating oh, I'm that sure. everybody did it mm-hmm. so you just gotta do what you gotta I think do. everyone's doing it now. Yeah. You just gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. I mean, I think it's important to learn mm-hmm. and actually be prepared for the world and your mm-hmm. job, but sometimes things aren't that important. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know how well college even prepares you for the world. No. To be honest. Like, there's so much room for improvement yeah. in that system. And you're gonna learn how to do your job on the job. You're yeah. not learning how to do your job at college. You know, it's well, really... But it depends. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, for the most part, though, I mean, if this class is not relevant to what you're going to be doing right yeah don't even question it Mm -hmm. just do it yeah don't do it in your in your medical school exams (laughs) right or anything like that that counts yeah if you're like an engineer and you're learning how to build a building or something where it actually matters that you pass this exam like don't cheat obviously but you're saying that this is a basic ed class it sounds like like a general ed just graduate yeah move on with your life Mm -hmm. go get your job get that coin (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i'm surprised none of us disagreed with that i am too there's I like not even it. one dissenting opinion it's just unanimous we're all okay with cheating just yeah. cheat. Just cheat. none of us care just go no. for it well i guess we're all at a point in our lives where we've learned like about so many things that just don't matter yeah that you've stressed out about and, then and you tried like you went to tutoring i yeah. mean if you don't grasp the concepts right if you're not grasping the concepts that aren't going to serve you in a job and i'm imagining this to be like college algebra or something like statistics like something that probably is not a part of your future career you've got all of our approval all right guys thanks for all your good questions this week we've had so much fun here with you all right as always thanks for taking our advice keep sending in your anonymous questions at sistersnotsaints.com and follow us on all social media platforms at sistersnotsaints podcast help a sister out and be sure to follow rate and review us wherever you listen to this episode it really helps us out until next time bye, bye. see you next